Why don't you try this one on, sir? No. No, I can't wear this one. You can't wear this one. Way, way too big. Too big. All right. Let me try another. All right. How about this one? Try this one. No. Not way too big. Too big. I'm swimming in this yes, one. Yes, all right. Let me... Can't uh, wear it. Here's another. Here's... Got anything smaller? Yes. Here, try this. Let me try it on. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Come on. This is huge. <sighs> Give me the smallest one you've got. All right. This is this is it. Okay, let me try I'll this try one. Try this one. Too big. Too big? Too big. All of these hats are way too big. But that last one was size two and a quarter. Well, it's too big. Okay. I'm telling you, it's too big. Pinhead. A Fragrance for Men by Calvin Klein. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Clean. You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. It's love and time. Man, the music world took a pretty good hit since we last did our podcast, Lisa. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, the, the Rolling Stones were getting ready to go on another tour. I believe it's about their 700. But they will be without their drummer, Charlie Watts, yeah. as everybody knows. He checked out at the age of 80. And you know, you you see Mick Jagger and really the rest of the band pretty flamboyant, but not Charlie. He just kind of sat there and played, never did a big drum solo or never flashy, which is kind of unusual for a drummer to be low key. But uh, that was <laughs> right. his, that was his deal. He came kind of from the jazz world, so he was more jazz cool uh, than than rock yeah. and roll flamboyant. I heard a story that he thought being a pop idol was sort of ridiculous. So that's part of he didn't he didn't have a need or an ego to be like you said flamboyant and look at me and uh, I, that's really sexy. I think that's really sexy. Yeah, well, I think, I think it's kind of neat to be the one cool guy in the group of four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we're not all dancing around like monkeys. The, he's the one guy that kind of lays back and yeah. uh, look, look at them, aren't they amusing? Their little, yes, their yes. little tricks. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so, Charlie Watts. I know a man named Charlie Watts. He's an advertising guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I thought better of just, you know, dropping him a line and saying, hey, oh. sorry to <laughs> hear about your passing, Charlie. <laughs> Which he probably got a million of anyway, so that, yeah, that would that's be stupid. True. Yeah, that's true. And then the uh, remaining member of the duo, the Everly Brothers, Don, has passed at the age of 84. Unlike the Righteous Brothers, the Everly Brothers really were brothers. And man, they were big in their mm-hmm. day. They were huge. They had. I feel like there were more of them. But that's why it always surprised me. It was just those. You're two. probably thinking of their sister, Beverly Everly. <laughs> bye bye love. Bye bye happiness. Hello loneliness. I think I'm gonna cry. I don't know why. I and I think stupid stuff too. Like I thought, um, I thought Led Zeppelin was a guy. <laughs> I thought it's just. 
I thought what? it was just one guy. Well, like, the I think you're thinking of the great R&B singer, Ed Zeppelin. The, the Doobie Brothers really are Doobies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're sure. Scooby Doobie, of course, yeah. and Booby Doobie and all of those guys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't think... You thought Led Zeppelin was I a guy? Thought, yeah, when I found out, it was a whole gaggle of guys. I'm like, what? I thought it was one dude named Led. Hey, Led. <laughs> I'm, I'm a <laughs> moron. Well, why not? Why not? It's, it's <laughs> as plausible as anything else. Cheese buying a stairway to heaven. And then, uh, I loved this guy, Tom T. Hall. I love little baby ducks, old pickup trucks, slow-moving trains, and rain. He was 85. I, I actually have greatest he? hits album of Tom T. Hall. You don't know Tom T. Hall? I don't think so. Well, uh, he, he, a lot of the work he did was for other people. They made hits out of his songwriting. They called him the storyteller, and they, this was a giganto hit. Oh yes, yes, for now Ginny I know. C. Riley, yeah, Harper Valley PTA. Yes, that's one of my favorite songs. I wanna tell you all a story about a Harper Valley widowed wife. And I always like this one too: Old Dogs, Children, and Watermelon Wine. That night I dreamed in peaceful sleep of shady summertime. Of old dogs and children and watermelon wine. Tom T. Hall. Tom T. What's the T stand for? He, he just threw it in there. It doesn't stand for anything. Oh, really? He just, <laughs> oh, he just I like tripped, that. He thought it tripped off the tongue better. I like Tom, that. Tom Hall just sounded like, eh, what else is there? Yeah. So he threw the T in there T. to kind of Hall. make it sound better. Lisa T. Foster. Lisa T. Foster. Yeah. Pat T. Cat? No, that doesn't work. Pat T. Yeah. We already have a Pat T. Cashman. <laughs> Pierpont T. Patches. Yeah. Yeah. That does yeah. sort of work. Yeah. You got you to gotta get some. Harry Truman had, it was Harry S. Truman. And as you know, the S I didn't know. stand for anything. But it, and he shouldn't it have just, picked an S. I mean, because that sounds like Harry S. Yeah. Harry T. Truman. Yeah. Harry T. It Truman. It sounds like Harry S. <laughs> Only you would think well, that. Well, no, you think it too. You know you did. I am not the only one. Did I ever tell you, and I'm sure I did, I had this idea for doing a presentation in front of people, and part of it would be that I'm going to talk about the greatest president we have ever had in American history. And I'm going to write his name for you right now, ladies and gentlemen. And then I would write the T-R-U-M, and then I'd pretend like my pencil broke or whatever. <laughs> and i say, hang on a minute, i got to finish this. And let people study it, and they think they know what I'm going to write. And then I finish the name, not with Trump, as they expected, but Truman. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll show them. Let them squirm a bit. Yeah, let them yeah. squirm. I love that. I love squirming. They came from everywhere. Millions of writhing, seething creatures oozing out of the mire to feed on human flesh. This was the night of the crawling terror. American International presents... Uh, so how are you doing? You doing fine? You I'm, doing groovy? I'm doing fine. Uh, yes, I still say groovy. I do too. I, and I'll stand I love it. Yes. I, when somebody says it, I go, huh, groovy. I, li I think it's. I think it works. I'm doing. It's old school. I'm doing 
It's a throwback. I'm doing good. Uh, I have a couple of things I want to talk to you about. First, things we need to do right now because I have been negligent in this is we yes, must you certainly have we been. must thank our 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 PeckPod contributors who Heck send yes. us millions of dollars every quarter and and we get really selfish about it. I mean, you'd think if people send if you send somebody a million bucks, Pat, don't you think that they'd at least should We talked about thank you cards last episode. We don't we aren't no, even no. not only are we not even sending them thank you cards, we're not even saying anything. Like, "Oh, yeah, thanks for the million dollars." So, anyway, here are uh the people who have generously contributed to our uh, our little podcast, Julie Welsh, Ellen Floyd, <clears throat> Anne Biglow, Peggy Barnett, Lynn Johnston, Sean Fitzpatrick, James Craft, and Lynn Barker. It's very female heavy here. Where are all the guys? Got just a couple guys yeah. here. Well, Sean Fitzpatrick, Sean and James, and Patrick Fitz Sean. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so thanks, you guys. It's it's so nice of you to yeah. to send us uh, money, and whatever you guys can send us. It keeps us rolling along, and <clears throat> coffee and Bloody Marys. It keeps the podcast site up and running. Um, candy, yeah, candy. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know about you. I blow that money on candy as soon as I get it. Hey, oh, man! I blow the money on a dentist. And then we have another listener who sent Thank me. You, yeah, who sent me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I wanted to ask you. You know, you never. We never talk about the pineapple upside down cake. We don't talk about butterhorns anymore. We don't talk about. And I'm wondering why you don't talk about that stuff with me. Is it because I, <clears throat> I went on a diet? I don't know. It's it's too it's too is, painful. Is it because I went on a diet and and I lost a little weight? And you're afraid that if you say those words that I'm going to go off uh, on a on a bender and eat a bunch of pudding and cake. We never talk about those things anymore. Yeah. Do you remember when yeah. we see butterhorns well, all the time on the on the radio show? Yeah, I I well, I don't think we ate any, but we talked about them all the time. Well, I, I, I just always like the word butterhorn. <laughs> it just sounds it's a funny sounding word. It's got the word butter and horn in it. It just I just thought who came up with that for a name for yeah. For a, a confection, yeah. uh, or as I used to, I always used to play a sound effect too. I'd go butter. <laughs> hey, Lisa, would you like a butter? <laughs> yeah. So I know, but, but pastries, uh, it was just a funny pastries name. have funny names like bear claws. Like who came up with bear claws? And what? How is a bear? Yeah. How does a bear claw differ from a butter horn? Perhaps a question for another show. But but you, your mention of butter horns reminds me. Yes, indeed, we did talk about it uh, when, you know, there were more pressing matters on the planet than talking about butter. We'd go on for 20 minutes talking about Well, who wouldn't? I mean, my God, there's so much to discuss. I remember one occasion. Hey, you know, we have a guest in the studio, Bill Cooter, who came by and brought us a whole slug of butter horns. And I just put like eight of them right eight of them right there on your desk these are authentic butter those horns. are real butter horns you it's hard to find a pack of butter horns it is a, a real butter horn looks right. like a small cow pie exactly but, but tastes better and it one. looks like it's slathered in in 
congealed butter. Oh, is it? Yeah. It just looks That's fabulous. It. But you can get your pastries, you can get your bear claws, you can get your mm-hmm. uh, donuts and jelly cakes, filled can, and all the rest. But to actually get an actual butter horn. Yeah. Is uh, that's not easy to do. And these haven't even expired yet. February 29th, we've got a few days before. Yeah. Like they're going to last that long. Yeah, but right, I'm just right. saying. Yeah. Yum. How many butter horns would you say on, a, on an average morning that you eat? <sighs> on an average morning? We're talking weekday or week end. Um, oh, well, yeah. Weekday that would be different on the weekend. Weekend. Oh, gosh. I don't know. A weekday. Oh, all what right. What would be a typical. Amount of a number of butter horns that you make. Well, if I uh, if I'm wide awake, mm-hmm. I can usually pack away. Um, they come in four packs or six packs, <laughs> so I can pack away a four pack. If I'm sleepy and moving slow, yeah. I can eventually get through the four pack, but it's usually I, it takes me through lunch to do that. Wow! So, but uh, on a good morning, I can uh, now, I can put a four pack away. Can't no, do a six pack yet. Yeah. Now, you rec- would would you recommend uh, butter horns to uh, our young listeners out there who may be looking for a handy, quick snack? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you why. Because these butter horns, you would not believe. Mm. It, right here in big letters on the label says nutritional facts. They're not trying to hide anything here. Yeah. They've they're got. Proud, it they're big, proud of it. Yeah. Big yeah. big bold letters. These are by Hostess, by the way. The same people who bring you the the Twinkies and the Ding Dong. And the whole hose. That's right. Yeah. So you, you got know your good. you got your cholesterol in here. You got your sodium. You got your carbohydrates. You got your fiber. But you didn't know butterhorns had fiber in them. L- did look, you? Look at this. Oh, per serving. Yeah. Uh, one butterhorn is conser- considered a serving. Right. And uh, 340 calories. Lisa's just going for those, isn't she? Oh, sure is. This is the buzz. 100.7 FM. And Pat. Kishman. Isn't it about time you called Excellular Communications, where you can get 45 minutes of peak cellular time for only $22.95? Call Excellular today at 248-2985. They are in the book at 248-2985. Lisa? We need to... We need to close, close her microphone, I think, Gus. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll shut it off here, Pat. Yeah. Thanks. <sighs> Boy. That's she better, is, isn't it? She is a... The, ex, the expression she used, packing it away, that yeah. uh, really... It's an understatement. <laughs> Man, I just... Uh, that's great. It's good to see her eating like that. <laughs> yeah, well, the good thing about that thing is it filled part of the time on that this very, podcast, Very true. Too. But yeah, but, uh, now I've got a hankering. Well, well, you've got I it know, in my head I, now. As soon as we finish I up, I hate to I'm say this. I don't think you one. can find them. I really don't. That that audio was from about ninety two years ago, and the butterhorns were a plenty yeah. <laughs> back then. No, no, I, I don't think you can find them. Butterhorns will never. No, they'll they'll they're as a, a mainstay of American life as much as uh, pancakes and. Uh, apple pie and everything else. No, I'm, in fact, I'm going to go out and get some today. <laughs> I will mail them to you. They should be good and stiff. By the I will time eat them anyway. Here. My neighbor. Yeah, butterhorns. Butterhorns come out quite nicely if you just microwave I, them for 15 so seconds. And then you yeah. put more butter on them. Oh my God, they're mm, so. Never oh, thought yeah. of that. Just put what butter on everything. Idea. My what neighbor said I was heading out to go grocery shopping and saw them out in the yard. I said, Hey, do you need anything from the store? And he goes, zingers. 
Have you had zingers? Who can resist zingers? Chocolate, vanilla, raspberry with coconut and all with cream centers. So when you have delicious zappable zingers around, watch out for the zinger zapper. Oh my God, when was the last time you had a zinger? I go, I can't remember the last time I've had a zinger, but they were delightful. And I... Well, there, there's a whole panoply of things. You know, there's the Twinkie, of course. There's Ho-hos. ding-dongs. There's Hostess I love Ho-hos. the Ho-hos. Hostess fruit pies, Twinkies. And ho I didn't like the ding dongs. I liked the, uh, their snow puffs, those snowballs. Oh, yes. snowballs. Oh. Snowballs. When you're feeling low, you just sing and you feel happy, right? That's right, Mr. Buster. Singing always makes everybody feel happy. Well, maybe I'm just a little bit harder to please than most people, but the only thing that makes me happy yeah. is a nice package of two big hostess snowballs. Well, say, <laughs> now, Mr. Buster, that's another matter. Those are disgusting. <laughs> I sincerely hope that all you kids have tried Hostess Snowballs. They're a little puffy. It's one of those things I can't choke down. Now, look here, kids, and you'll see that Hostess Snowballs come two in a package, two big ones. You don't stick a whole snow puff in your mouth. That's... You don't? No. Okay, let me write that (laughs) down. That's That's super dangerous. Now, on top of each Hostess Snowball, there are hundreds of little pieces of chewy coconut. And then, underneath that coconut... There's a thick layer of marshmallow. And the inside is rich devil's food cake. And say, here's the surprise I told you about. The center is cream filled. So, boys and girls, you tell mom about this most wonderful dessert. It's Hostess Snowballs. Hey, so the pineapple upside down cake thing. We, the reign of terror, we sometimes, we haven't talked about this in a while. And we actually have a page on our website at peculiarpodcast.com slash ROT where we pinned uh, pineapple upside down reign of terror attacks across the country. Do you want to remind people what that is? I think it's hilarious. And well, every I will, once but in I a think... while, I find, I find one every once in a while. It makes me laugh. I want to turn the whole thing upside down. Well, you know what? I, 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 to this day, and it's it's so stupid, uh, as everyone knows, and it's old hat. We've done it. I've talked about this for hell, three decades maybe. But the idea was came to me when I was a teenager, and I first started working. Uh, I had a real job at a grocery store, and mostly they would send me out to stock shelves and. You know, uh, in what you call, you know, putting things to the front so it looks like there's more product there than there really is. Oh yeah. And and uh, I noticed the pineapple up down cake, and I started turning the the boxes of it upside down. I said upside down, you turn me, you're love and stick to me. I can't remember whether it was Duncan Hines or Betty Crocker or who. I, and then you, I, you, it became my thing. Me, you reminded me that you felt that that was its rightful position. That that the other way was not um, was not how it should be displayed. And not yeah, well, only we got into yeah, not, I got into this this whole thing about uh, sticking it to the man. And sticking and, it and to the man, yeah. He he's got us under his thumb, and that's why. <laughs> That's why we need to turn those boxes upside down to send a statement to the man. Well, for whatever reason, people, our wonderful listeners, started participating in this thing. And uh, and they would say, you know, I had to look over my shoulder to make sure nobody caught me. Because they were afraid they'd get thrown out of the store or arrested There's if they were caught doing it. There's a little bit of a thrill. There is a little bit of a thrill of doing it and, and getting yeah. away with it. 
And it's so yeah. stupid because it's not vandalism. I mean, why why are we why is it so thrilling to do it? It just is. It just is. I, I, I think I even made the case that if you display it this way, the eye is more likely to go to it because it and want looks it. different than everything. And yeah, and want, want it. it. So you'll sell more of them. But somebody came up with the idea of calling it Pineapple Supreme. It's a pineapple upside down cake, but most times you'll see it as Pineapple Supreme. Yeah, they ruined the whole game. They ruined it. So it's hard to find something that's actually labeled Pineapple Upside Down Cake. I think that has blunted our um, the energy of yeah, our movement. that's true. And, uh, but... Uh, so don't be fooled by the Pineapple Supreme. That is Pineapple Upside Down Cake. And I would still encourage you to turn that upside down. And and, and while you're at it in the store, <laughs> um, uh, don't forget to, to go to the frozen food aisle and turn those turnovers up, you know, over on their side, yeah. too. And popovers? Another... Are popovers? Yeah, why not? Popping yeah. over. And, uh, and then, of course, <laughs> um, our friend Clem Florm, talked about getting in trouble at the store when he uh, did something with with the cheese whiz. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, why don't we want to talk so about you, that? So you can take it a little too far, folks. Okay, one hey, more, speaking wait, of, wait, one more person, yeah, one more ahead. person that before we forget that I want to thank, and that is our uh, intrepid social media manager. I, she's got this big, important title. We give her basically nothing, and her name is Maureen Salashore, yep. or Salashore. Um, her mom, Barbara... I just, we need to say hi to Barbara. She is the most delightful lady. Uh, oh, you've met her. She's, I have not met her. I'm or is that just a rumor I'm going that she's to, I'm going to meet her in a couple weeks. I'm going to go to uh, Maureen. Well, then how do you know she's because delightful? Because Maureen came to my house after <laughs> my birthday party. She couldn't make the party. She was devastated. She couldn't see you. And yeah, I was surprised she wasn't. Well, she went to yeah. a, uh, she went to something better. <laughs> she had a better offer. Which I don't blame her. I mean, if she had asked me, Maureen, I think I don't know where you went, Maureen, but you blew it. That, that <laughs> there wasn't anything better than oh, that party. No, I, we did have a good time, but anyway, so she, her, she, her, her, she's taking care of her mom now. Her mom lives with her, and she's just the stories Maureen tells about her are delightful. So she listens to the podcast regularly. Her name's Barbara, Ooh. and I just thought we should give her a shout out and say hi to Maureen's mom, Barbara. Okay, so we're going to give a shout-out to Barbara? Yeah, do it. Hiya, Barbara! <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Okay, that's well, all I wanted to say. showed up outside That's all house. I wanted yeah. to say. I just want to make sure we said hi to her. And thank you, too, that's to, great. to Maureen. She does so much. Barbara, Barbara, Barbara. Barbara, 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 Barbara. 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 Hey, you know, we were talking about obscure things uh, a moment ago, like pineapple upside down cake, which would be a head scratcher, perhaps for some people. They don't even know what that is. Uh, and, and few stores carry it, by the way. Yeah. I think it's become an obsolete cake. Yeah. You can't find it. But um, I was watching an old show the other day, and you know, I tend to favor old shows, and I'll tell you about one I'm watching now. But uh, And they use the word quick. Get her some smelling salts. Okay. And I thought, what the hell is smelling salt? Oh, yeah. 
Is that an old-fashioned thing? Does it? Is that a what? What are smelling salts? Do you, you mean know what's in them, or what's the up. purpose of them? The purpose. Well, I know what the pur- the purpose is to kind of revive you if you're right. feeling faint. And I, I think, think it's but... just a really strong um, ammonia. It's some sort of a. You're right. Yeah, I've. You're right. Yeah, when you. I looked it up. It's ammonia bicarbonate with yeah. a little perfume mixed yeah. in. Yeah. So when you smelling when salts. you have the vapors and you faint, which I do often. You just wave yeah, that. Either wave that. I have the vapors too, and make other people think. <laughs> or wave that. Wave those, or a bottle of vodka under my nose. I'll come to immediately on either one of them. So, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's salts. just a, a. That's a very obscure bit of apocrypha, but. And, uh, and is it something you whatever. should just have on hand in the in the medicine cabinet? Because if if somebody faints, I'm not. I'm I'm going to be like, okay, I got to go to the store and get some smelling salts. I don't have any in my pocket right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Can you go to the store and buy smelling salts? Is that Let's something? Let's check Amazon. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to check I mean, Amazon I, right now. I don't know. Hold on. I suppose you Hold can. Hold on. I'm checking Amazon yeah. right now. I will bet you. I will. There yeah. you go. Smelling salts. Really? Right there. You can get them. Yep. I'll yep. Be darn. Bottle. Yep. I'll be Strong darn. ammonia. Now, here's what's interesting. Why not just get ammonia? Well, I don't know. But this apparently now has become a... Uh, an athletic uh, application for athletes. So these smelling salts for athletes, for power lifters, hockey, football, weightlifting. Um, mm-hmm. which, which I do. I guess yeah. you can hit new heights of performance if you take a whiff of these smelling salts. That's really interesting. I'm glad you made me look this up. Hmm. Ah. Right before you try to lift, you can you just take, take a whiff and quick, then... Uh, yeah. yeah. Not a bad idea. I, I think I'll keep those. I'm in gonna the buy car. you some for Christmas, so don't go running out and getting any. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you. I some. smell trouble. The old show I'm watching, by the way, is so so obscure, and it was only on one season, but that was back in the days when they made 32, 36 shows in a mm-hmm. season on TV, and this, this one's called Casey Jones. Casey Jones. Stop look listen, cause you're gonna hear a brand new story about a great engineer. He's the greatest of them all, we claim. Number one's his engine, Casey Jones, his name. Casey Jones, steaming and rolling. Yeah, and it starred Alan Hale, uh, who would be most remembered as the skipper on Gilligan's Island. He was Casey. Casey Jones was a real-life railroad guy. That's what I thought. I knew the name. And it's sort of a tall tale about how he... His life ended, but he basically was a hero as he crashed his train and saved a whole bunch of passengers in the doing. But, uh, this show was just, it's just a, a dumb little simple show, but I love to watch old shows because a lot of people will show up in them that were just beginning their acting mm-hmm. careers, 
And sometimes their names aren't even in the credit, but you'll go, aha, I know who yeah. that is. Twilight Zone's another it's, good it's, show it's for dumb. that. There's so many actors in the Twilight Zone yeah. series that you're like, oh my gosh. I thought I'd seen every Twilight Zone episode. And then the other day I saw one I'd, I'd never seen before. Oh. And it starred Buster Keaton. Really? No, it the, did not. The, really? Yeah, the silent film star. Yeah. Huh. And uh, it was it was it was not good. Oh. <laughs> that's why that's why nobody knows of it because it wasn't a good oh. one. Uh, he he's a uh, he's a guy who's tired of all the hustle bustle of city life, and wouldn't you know it, uh, he runs into a guy who's invented a helmet that you can put on and you can go into the future. But it'll, you can only be there for 30 minutes. You gotta read the fine print on those time travel helmets. So the beginning of the show, it's all done like a silent movie. There's no sound. Just, they use cards for dialogue. But when he goes into the future, all of a sudden now there's sound. Car horns honking and trains and all of that. And he finds it most unappealing. And, and it's the rest of it's just him trying to get back to where he started from like 1910 or something like that. But it wasn't good. He tried some slapstick things, but slapstick is funny when you're younger. Like Jerry <laughs> Lewis slapstick was funny when he was young, but when he got old, it just was sort of sad. Oh, I thought you meant as uh, a consumer, it was funny. Like when you were a kid, you thought slapstick was funny. You still think it's funny? Um, Yeah, good <laughs> slapstick. I mean, nobody made me laugh harder on Saturday Night Live than Chris Farley. Yeah, true. Uh, very true. You're living in a van down by the river. Old Matt's going to be your shadow. Here's you, here's Matt. There's you, there. Whoops, a daisy. But I used, so I, I guess the reason I like it, is, uh, the stooges and stuff, I used to do slapstick stuff all the time. I'd fall down flights of stairs just to make people laugh, and and, and I would I don't do it anymore because now I am too fragile. I'll break a hip right, or something. Exactly. But one time I I somebody reminded me of two things the other day. One isn't falling down slapstick, but a guy remembered. Do you ever have people who remind you of something you did and then you have no memory of it and then it slowly comes uh -huh. back to you? This was one of those. I uh, I was working at a TV station in Eugene, Oregon, and I brought a I made a dummy and I put it in the lunch break room. It had a, it had a mask and it, and and so women uh, who worked at the station would go in there and have their lunch and they were a little taken aback by it at first, but you know over a few days they got used to it and they didn't even pay attention to it. And then of course one day, I put the whole dummy outfit on, <laughs> so they come in to have lunch and I'm sitting where the dummies always sat, and they pay again pay no attention, and. And so you would think, now, a typical guy would suddenly go, and, and scare right. him. But I, didn't, but I didn't do that. I just quietly got up and walked out of the room. That's which funny. had a greater effect, like, to the idea that, has this been a real guy sitting here all this time for a week, and now he gets up and leaves? That's very funny. I love I've that. Never, you've never told me that story. I'd forgotten oh about God. it. And That's then... One time, uh, we, I was at a sales meeting. I, I'm not a salesman, but I worked at a TV station where I produced commercials. So I was obligated to go to these Monday morning sales meetings, which I hated. Mm -hmm. And and this room where they would meet was a, had a huge round table in the middle of it, and everybody'd sit around it. 
And at one point, the sales manager says, Hey, Pat, today is Stan Mack's birthday. Uh, I have a cake for him just in the other room. Would you go get it and bring it on in? We want to sing happy birthday to Stan. I said, you bet. And out I go. And I didn't plan to do this, but of course, immediately, as soon as I it, uh, saw the cake, was sitting in one of those pink flat boxes like you get oh, donuts in. Yeah. Of course, I take the actual cake out of the box, close the box back up, oh. <laughs> and then come and then come wheeling back into the sales meeting and pretend to trip. And I fall right onto the center of this big round table on top of the box. That's very good. And just and I just lie there. Oh my god. And, and it's one of those great moments where nobody goes, nobody laughs. Of course not. They're horrified. They're horrified, and I that those are the most delicious moments. Oh yeah. When you're doing a when you're doing a bit. Yeah. You're just waiting and, and yes. waiting, and finally, I, you know, I kind of get up. I'm I'm so sorry. I I'm just uh, I'm so clumsy. Please forgive me, Stan. Happy birthday anyway, or something like that. And then of course, the whole shtick is revealed. Yeah. But I love the surprise and then the yes. silence yes. afterwards. Man, that reminds are... me of a story, not quite as you're such a master at that. I don't, I, but I, I think I would do it on a. Can somebody be a master you of stupidness? You are, you are. Well, am, no, yeah. but, but I, I don't know that I would, I've ever been able to pull stuff off like that with adults, but I would, well, I would. That's mer- what I was going to say. A woman wouldn't typically do that. I... Women don't think, and I know I'm generalizing, but women don't think that way. They don't. Oh. They don't like the Stooges, generally speaking, or Jerry Lewis. I mean, I know that's a generalization, but don't you think it's well, kind of true? I I suppose we do think he, it's a little dumb. It's a little stupid. But <laughs> it is dumb. So I guess, and maybe I'm not, maybe this is, I mean, yeah, that that is slapstick. I see what you're saying. I was going to give an example of when you were talking about that delicious moment when you pull a prank of some sort and there's mm-hmm. that uncomfortable silence. So this was something I did uh, with my nieces and I know that you know our, our good friend Trixie um, Trixie is a good friend of mine and she had her nieces uh, over. She's no friend of mine I'll tell <laughs> you that. But and we had these all these little girls we took to the to the uh, nutcracker and they had, and we'd have a sleepover and so Trixie had a fake ponytail. I had a sleepover while watching the Nutcracker. Oh, would you stop it? It's yeah. I just kept looking at my oh, watch. Is this thing ever going to be over terrible. with? You're terrible. That's a classic. Know, but, but, so she had a very fancy fake ponytail that she wore uh, out for the night. But the girls, the little girls, didn't know. And the girls were about six, six years old, six or seven years old. And so I said to her, I said, hey, why don't we freak these little girls out and um, let's play a trick on them. So we get we get home. <laughs> See, this isn't slapstick at all. But but we get home and the girls put their pajamas on and, and we've been playing truth or dare all night. So Trixie's a great person to just go along with whatever you're doing. you got to have somebody that knows that, how to do that and doesn't question you. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's key to pulling off anything if you've got a partner. And so the girl said, all right, Aunt Lisa, it's truth or dare. And I said, uh, I'll take uh, I'll take truth. And wh- I forget what the question was. Oh, I remember the question they asked was, what's the one thing you most want in, in the world? And I said, well, I said, you know what I really want? I said, I would love to have beautiful hair. I don't have beautiful hair. I would like to have beautiful hair like Aunt Trixie here. 
with this ponytail of hers. And remember, this is... Lift your, lift your arm and show them your beautiful hair. <laughs> this Patrice. is a clip-on ponytail. It's, but they don't know she's got a clip-on ponytail. So right. Trixie's looking at me, and I, she's like, what are you doing? And I said, I don't know. I just, I, you've got beautiful hair, and I want it. And all these little girls are sitting in a circle in the living room in their pajamas. <laughs> legs folded just having fun with the party <laughs> and i grabbed trixie and i i haul her up to her feet she's playing along and i said i want this hair now and i took the clip and clipped it but pretended i yanked her whole ponytail off her head and the moment and she's writhing and screaming and holding her head and i've got the ponytail nice. in my hand victorious and the looks on the little girl's faces that moment of pure shock they thought i'd lost my mind they thought trixie lost her hair was so delicious and i just i just oh. let it sit there for as long as i could before i just burst out laughing and they it was perfectly executed so that's not slapstick but i get what you're saying it's kind of slapstick when you do yeah, that sort of good. a thing and you pull it off and it's gorgeous and beautiful and people can't quite believe what they're seeing so i can imagine you falling on the cake box oh my god that's so funny i just that would make me that's hilarious to me so i love making people yeah. laugh but i i'm not comfortable scaring them yeah i i thought about uh, that did you know, i did i did i injure them in any way are they in therapy now no, talking about I this think, going well I, yeah well maybe <laughs> well maybe. it all started when my, my brother... aunt lisa pretended to pull the hair off of aunt trixie that's where <laughs> i my neurosis began i was going to mention my brother mike is a guy that loves yes, practical he does. jokes i mean he, he loves does. it and i and i'm just the opposite i can't i don't want to watch somebody uh, even for a moment, get confused or in pain or embarrassed, but it, but he <laughs> loves it. And and he used to go to a, a summer camp. He was a counselor at a basketball camp, and he did this for years. He's he's was an excellent basketball player himself, and he was a high school coach. So he'd be at this summer camp, and then nighttime comes, and everybody's sitting around a big campfire, and Mike uh, would tell this ghost story. And I don't remember exactly how it went, but it would be basically that he'd tell, no, you guys, this is a true story. <laughs> Always the best way to start a in, ghost story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was somewhere in these woods years ago where there was a killer had escaped from a mental institution. And then he was wandering around in the woods. And then he, he builds this long, elaborate yeah. story. To the point where these kids are just chattering. They're they're so frightened at just the details in this horrible story. And then, of course, he gets to the end of it. And that killer is me! <laughs> and he leaps to his feet. And these kids would wet themselves. They would be so scared. I'm sorry to and laugh. He'd do this He'd do that every year, and he'd just torment these kids and scare the crap out of them. And then, of course, they pack it, pack them into their cars to go home to their moms and dads. And what what are they going to remember? Did you did you learn how to shoot a hook shot? No. Did, did you learn how to dribble better? No. What did you learn? I learned there's a killer up in those woods, and he works at the camp. Mike. His name's Mike. That's oh, very Oh, Oh gosh, that's that's uh, that's, that's humans. Hey, um, I was talking a minute ago about uh, we both were about pineapple upside down cake, and it reminded me that one of my first jobs was working at a store 
that was initially called Piggly Wiggly. I like that name. Do you remember Piggly Wiggly? You know, I don't know that I was old enough for the Piggly Wigglies, or maybe it just wasn't in my neck of the woods. I grew up in Napa, California, and we didn't have Piggly Wiggly. We had yeah. Lucky. We had Lucky brand grocery store. If the food tastes halfway good, and it's not spoiled or rotten, it's Lucky. Yeah, well, it's not regional as much as it is rural, oh, okay. I think. And so you'd find it in small towns. And when I was growing up, Bend was such a small town. We had a Piggly Wiggly store, and I and I worked at it briefly, and then the name of the store changed later. Really? I, they decided I, I, I Piggly remember. Wiggly wasn't really good? Well, I think a guy bought it. <laughs> it's like Piggly he, Wiggly's stupid. Was... I'm not calling my store Piggly Wiggly. Are you tired of being alone? Get to the pig and get a half gallon of milk for 99 cents. Gee whiz, that doesn't solve my problem, but that's a heck of a deal for milk. Do you ever wish that you were somebody else? Get to the pig and get local South Carolina peaches for 79 cents a pound. Jeepers, 79 cent peaches won't solve my problem, but that's out of control. When you get your pig on, remember to use your PFC card to earn greenbacks and get free stuff. Piggly Wiggly feeds your life. I wanted to ask the, uh, the manager of the store... I said, why do they call it Piggly Wiggly? And he said, I'll never forget what he said. He said, I don't pay you to ask questions. <laughs> Did that stop you? And, uh, <laughs> Did you know? No. So I, th- I started thinking about this the other day, and I decided to look it up. Because you can look yes, everything up Yes, you can. And uh, Piggly Wiggly was started, I think the year was 1912, something like that. And I can't remember the name of the man who started it. And people would ask him, why did you call the store Piggly Wiggly? Uh, he wouldn't say anything. He wouldn't tell them why he called it Piggly Wiggly. And they had a little, like a porky pig uh, symbol, you know, to this day. I, so I, I I looked, and all of the Piggly Wiggly stores, uh, the few that remain, are all in the rural Midwest they're still and around? in the South. They're still there's around? None in the, there's none in the Northwest. Yeah, they're still around. Not as many as there used to be. But, he's, but one rumor was that he was riding on a train, and he looked out the window, and he saw some pigs, little pigs, trying to get under a fence, and they were struggling and struggling. And that's why he named it Piggly Wiggly. And I thought, why did you name it Struggly Wuggly? I mean, why... <laughs> Right. Why Piggly Wiggly? <laughs> yeah. But he took it to his grave. Yeah. Huh. But it's the just, interesting thing about say. Piggly it's Wiggly. It's fun to say Piggly Wiggly. Well, it is. And, and it's something people remember yeah. and they don't forget. But what's important about Piggly Wiggly and this guy is that he's the first guy that came up with the concept of a self-serve grocery store. Prior to that, you'd go into the, to the food store and you'd bring your list of what you wanted. Toilet paper, can of beans, and that kind of stuff. And you'd hand it to somebody who worked at the store and then they'd go and fetch all these things and then you'd go to the cash register and pay for it so it was his idea the piggly wiggly founder that you know you go into the store we 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 provide these little carts or these these uh, shopping baskets for you and then you go and you pick out stuff yourself everything's marked people things weren't uh, marked before that they didn't have prices on them you just went and and then you go to the cash register and you check out so that was innovative and it's hard to imagine going to a store and doing it any other way now but it saved a lot of money you didn't need all these employees as many right and it was just cheaper for people to get their own stuff they did it, it did encourage more shoplifting than there ever had been before but uh that that weighed against the savings was was more than satisfactory. And didn't Amazon do a, a, I don't even think this is around anymore. I, 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 I'm I going to look it up, but Amazon had a self-shopping store where there weren't even any 
uh, you didn't even check out. Just it would know when you picked a, a like a can of coffee up off of the shelf and put it in your basket. It just automatically charged your Amazon account. You didn't even like you could fill your basket up and then head on out the store. Yeah, I don't it, know it, if that ever took off, but um, I don't. I'll have, I'll have I to go. Either, I'll have to go but... look that up. Hey, um, yeah. Speaking of stores, what's your favorite store to shop at? I know the answer to this. It, 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 for what? For for food. N- Anything. Groceries? Oh, well, that's tough. I don't well, know. Well, you always know. tell me how much you adore the dollar store. and Well, I do adore the dollar. I, I was going to say bookstores I, I love well, the that's most true. to go to. But, that's true. Or the library. But no, I, I the dollar store is awesome, man. Well, it's called the Dollar Tree. Well, there's here. tons of yeah. there's Dollar Tree. There's Dollar General. There's uh, the yeah, dollar store. Yeah. But there was an article in the Washington Post that's talking about the boom in dollar stores now. Now we're entering like our 18th month of the pandemic. And I don't know if you've noticed this. I have just general grocery store like I shop at QFC Kroger Kroger stores here. I am starting, and I can afford groceries, but I'm starting to look at grocery. I'm uh, wh- everything costs a ding dang much now. It's insane oh, yeah. how much it is. So now dollar yeah. stores it, pr- prices prices are really going. They're up. really going. Gasoline up. is up through the roof. They're sky too, high, and and the, unfortunately, people's incomes going the opposite direction. So dollar stores are now just booming. And do, there's uh, guess how many dollar stores are in the U.S. And by the way, this number. Well, you know what we we, we did talk about this uh, some podcasts ago because I think I'd seen a story on uh, Sunday morning on CBS about this. They uh, they outnumber just about every other mm-hmm. type of grocery store there and is, and they outnumber. And there are literally thousands. They of out- them. number yeah. Walmart, Starbucks, and McDonald's combined as well. Combined. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. more than $34,000 stores in the United States. And the two biggest chains you were talking about, the Dollar General and the Dollar Tree, uh, make up the vast majority of those. And that the, yeah. that's in like 32,000 yeah. locations. But m- a lot of these are concentrated in like lower income areas, very hard to find. Yeah, rural areas. Yeah, very yeah. hard to find a dollar yeah. store in Beverly Hills. You just really can't find it. So it's... it's yeah. I, think, I think a big part of the criticism of them too is that they don't sell healthy food no they the don't you shouldn't be buying food yeah. that costs a dollar you should not be yeah. eating food that costs a dollar it's but it's then not good for you that, that's all they can afford i mean i you, know you've heard the argument before that everybody's scolding you about eating healthy but it's expensive to eat it healthy. very expensive to eat healthy yeah. but anyway i i just thought it was really interesting in in a sign of our times right now that the dollar stores are booming and again it's just showing the gap between you know the haves and the have-nots during the pandemic it's again another thing that's dividing people even with the you know the all the relief that's coming federal federal aid and the federal relief that's coming in for people and now these child care credits that people are getting it's still it's not enough it's not enough people are suffering right now we've got a heap of problems a heap of problems not to mention as we're doing this of course the debacle in afghanistan and and of course, the usual suspects are piling on. Um, some are asking the president to resign. No surprises there. You know how yeah, all that whatever. is. But. So let's end. Let's end this with a Okey joke. By oh, Cracky, are you I ready for ready. that? Okay. Now I had two jokes again. I, you know, I do this every. Uh, 
every I, I once in a while. I don't want you to double up anymore. It's it's making me worried. Okay, so it's, I'm going to do one You know why? It's making job. me worried. It's like if you said to me that you were going to start spending all your money, I'd be like, what is happening with you, Pat? Why are you using up all your resources? Are you trying to tell me something? Yeah. All right. I, I, I don't know if this one will do it, but I hope it does. It's a little tawdry, too, which is good. Oh, right. even better. A guy is driving down the road, and he sees a sign which reads, Sisters of Mercy, House of Prostitution, 10 miles. He says, well, wait a minute, I, I think I'm seeing things. I didn't say Sisters of Mercy, House of Prostitution. I guess I just saw things wrong. But then, as he continues to drive, he sees another sign which says, Sisters of Mercy, House of Prost- Prostitution, 5 miles. And he says, oh my God, these, these signs are for real. And then, then there's a third sign. Sisters of Mercy, House of Prostitution, next right. So his curiosity gets the best of him. Of course. He pulls into the driveway. On the far side of the parking lot is a somber stone building with a sign on the door that says, Sisters of Mercy, House of Prostitution. So he gets out of the car, he climbs the steps, he rings the bell, the door's answered by a nun in a long black habit who says, And what may we do for you, my son? He says, Well, I, uh, sister, I saw your signs along the highway and I was interested in, uh, uh, possibly doing some business. Oh, very well, my son, please follow me. And so he's led through many winding passages and soon he's kind of disoriented the nun stops at a closed door and she tells the man please knock on this door and then she leaves so the guy does and the door is opened up by another nun in a long black habit holding a tin cup and this nun says please place fifty dollars in the cup and then go through the large wooden door at the end of the hallway so the guy puts the $50 in the nun's tin cup, and then he trots eagerly down the hallway, and he slips through the door, pulling it shut, and as the door locks behind him, he finds himself right back out in the parking lot where he started from, facing another sign that says, Go in peace. You've just been screwed by the Sisters of Mercy. <laughs> for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.